No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we're back with another live, uncut, and mostly undrawn monthly bonus series episode of to be or not to be this Ooh. is the monthly series where we go through and find something we've never seen before on a free streaming site generally to be it's always been to be it's always to be it's in the title some, yeah <laughs> i think we should branch out some at some point oh and not do to be's anymore no i'm just saying like branch out to like all of the because there are multiple like free um, that's streaming true yeah options now and i think you know that was kind of our whole point was what do we have access to on the free stuff that's a good point Maybe someday we will. But for today, but for it, today it remains to be. It remains to be. Um, and this month, we are talking about a little film called The Odds. Or, if you're reading my notes, The Ooze. The Ooze. Because <laughs> <laughs> my Ds look like O's. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, it was Jesse's pick this month. It was my pick this month. Um, I picked this one because it seemed... Just like an interesting premise, the type of thing we normally listen to, or normally listen to, watch. Yeah. Um, very generic torture porny type of thing. Um, and I say this, I don't think torture porn is a dirty word. Um, and a lot of times I think movies get misclassified as that. But reading the description of this one, I was like, oh, it definitely feels like that's what it's meant to be because it's such a flimsy present, uh, premise. Yeah, this right here is definitely one of those movies that we would have read the description of a long time ago. Or like a Hastings or something. Yeah, and then we'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, let's watch this. Yeah. So, so. yeah, it's a very good fit for this right yes, here. Yes, absolutely. So with that, I guess we'll go ahead and do some background. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this movie premiered March 6, 2018 at the New York City International Film Festival with a wide release via the intranet mm. on June 4th, 2019. Obviously, it's available on Tubi currently. Written and directed by Bob Giordano, music by Leonard Wolf, and special effects makeup by Katie Weathers. Hey, hey, okay. Starring, listen closely because this list will go very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Abby Butler is the player. James J. Fuertes is game master. And there are like two random guys that pop in and out, but they never say a thing. Somehow they're even more unnamed than these two characters. Like somehow they make it seem like they're not even in the movie, even though we see them many times. Like I still feel like, yeah, this is probably just like two people filming this movie, and that's the entire. Those were of it. definitely people that had like other jobs on the crew. Yeah, it could be that. <laughs> or it could be people that were just like next door, you know, and just like knocking because they're hearing the sounds. Like, they, hey. they had one day to film and Bob was like, yeah, you can come in and be a security guy. <laughs> yeah, you can will in this cart. Sure. Okay. Travis, time for our favorite game, Budget or Bucket. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is, is so this obviously. Our favorite game? Is this our favorite game, Travis? <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. I miss my cue every now and then, okay? You can get me back on our ATM episode if you want to. But this is so obviously a Bug Ted episode. It's so low budget. One room, two actors. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. all we get. They didn't even have the budget for names. They, did, they, they, they didn't. 
Oh, okay. man. Um, estimated budget of 250000 Wow, you actually have so, a number. Yeah, I know. A little bit higher than I expected. Um, I think part of it, and this is wild speculation on my part, I have no clue how these things work, is it did have, like, multiple award nominations and wins, so mm. I wonder if, like, they were required to disclose their budget for some of those. It could be, yeah. That's interesting, though. That's a lot more money for something like this than I would have anticipated. Um, I do not have any box office... Uh, numbers though okay yeah it probably never went to theaters it, did it, it didn't yeah it just it didn't. yeah okay uh this has an imdb score of 4.9 out of 10 which may be a record high for a tv movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real we we kind of fix some things that people don't generally like on this show uh yeah that's not too bad okay so the theme of my other 2018 movies oh yeah you said that you had a really good theme for us gaslighting gaslighting nice <laughs> i like that so the first movie I have picked is The Perfection. Oh, boy. That was a wild fucking which movie. Which is an amazing movie that I don't know I ever want to cover on the show. I have to be at a certain level of emotional fortitude to get through that. It's one of those ones that has a lot of heavy themes in it. Yeah. It's yeah. really fucking good. Um, I just remember watching the Netflix preview for that and then immediately being like, we got to watch this. And we did immediately watch it. And then afterwards, we were like, well. Well, fuck, we watched it. Feel sad. <laughs> um, so that premiered September twentieth, twenty eighteen, at the Fantastic Film Festival. Mm. I don't have any budget or gross information for this film, but I can tell you that it's got a six point two out of ten on IMDb. Okay, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I do recommend people checking that one out if you haven't. Yes, absolutely. Second movie is Hellfest. Oh, Hellfest! Yeah, because. Um, much like in every true grime documentary, or I'll say about 97.5% of them, um, when a woman is like, hey, I think I'm being stalked, and maybe potentially I'm a target for a murder, and the police are like, no, you're not. And then later she's dead, and they're like, I wish she would have told us. <laughs> yeah. Um, that kind of happens to her here. <laughs> does it happen with the police, or is it her friend group that doesn't believe her? I can't remember. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, uh, definitely the police, because she's like, I was just attacked in the bathroom. And they're like, mm, but were you? Yeah. Yeah. So that was released September 28th, 2018. A budget of 5.5 million and a worldwide gross of 18 million. Nice. Not too bad. IMDb score of 5.5 out of 10. That feels about right. 5.5 is a good score for that movie. And then the third movie is some supernatural <gasps> gaslighting Whoa. via the form of Headcount, based uh, off of the creepypasta where the entity, oh. like, jumps into your friend group and then you can't remember how many people they're supposed to be and all of a sudden there's just like a random person in the friend group. The creepy pasta is amazing and when I saw that there was a movie based off of it, I was like, hey, hey. I remember that movie <laughs> being okay. I just also remember the lead dude having the most awkward run I've <laughs> ever seen. Like he kind of has one of those runs where he doesn't move his arms. <laughs> uh, it's, that, that's a, that is a really cool premise. I can't remember if I like that movie a lot or not. So. I think it dragged at some points from what yeah. I remember. Like it was a decent enough movie, but for them to try and turn a short story into a feature length. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, so that released September 24th, 2018 at the Los Angeles Film Festival. Once again, no budget or gross, but I do have an IMDb score. It is currently 5.4 out of 10. Okay. All right. I do have two taglines. Ooh, okay. Um, the one on the poster, what are you willing to lose for $1 million? Mm, okay. 
And then the second is some games aren't fair. I like that one. Yeah. That one's better. Yeah. This one does kind of fuck with you a little bit. It almost feels like it could be like an even more low budget Saw movie. Yeah. I think, mm, well, we'll talk about it here in like, I guess now ish yeah uh, okay it's yeah because we don't really we don't do the background. we don't do a full deep dive into these the way we do with our regularly scheduled movies but we'll yeah. go ahead and we'll talk about our thoughts on it so travis what did you think was good about this movie um all right i have one thing written down in the good column on my paper here and that is it gets progressively weirder and weirder <laughs> yeah this movie starts off and you think you're you think you know where it's going to go. And then the dialogue takes it in a direction that I wasn't fully expecting. And it just got more and more strange, which I like that. I like when movies slowly devolve into like what the fuck is going on territory. And I feel like that's actually kind of difficult for them to do with this right here because it's just two people in a room. We don't really get any backstory on them. And somehow... Just the way that their interactions go, it just becomes such a weird fucking dynamic. Yeah, it, it definitely hits that weird pretty early on mm-hmm. in like a way that we're like, okay, and then it got uncomfortable. Yeah, but it keeps you guessing. It does keep you it guessing. It does keep you guessing. It's pretty pretty well done on that front. So that's, that's my good for this. Um, I'm going to say my good is the acting. I think when you have two people on screen for the entirety of the film, they have to be able to, like, hold on to the attention of the movie. True, yeah. And I think that they both do a really good job. They carry it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They both remind me of different people. She kind of reminds me of a low-budget Tony Collette. Yes. <laughs> and he reminds me of a low-budget Alex Turner, which you say that his jaw's too big for Alex Turner, but that's what There's- makes him low-budget. The high dollar Alex Turner is like a more sharp. <laughs> That's how he gets the British accent. Okay. Time for bad? Time for bad. Okay. So um, first thing I have is uh, it had a very jarring start. We don't get any build up to it at all. We just start with them starting with the game. I'm not really bothered by that. Okay. Like normally I'm, I don't have to have a lot of exposition, but I have to have a reason to care. Okay. And this right here gave me no reason for me to care or want this woman to succeed. Okay. So, yeah. Um, which I guess was my second point here. Not making me care about the player. Okay. Like, I just I just didn't really care if she won or lost throughout the movie for the most part. Really, I did kind of just want to find out what the hell was happening towards the end. Mm-hmm. So I guess they did at least get that out of me. Um, I thought the connection between the two of them... Like this, I was writing this whenever it was kind of going more towards a romantic connection between. Yeah. But I felt like it all felt very, very forced. Okay. Um. Because I can't, I still can't really tell if they had a history or not. But I guess they did. Okay. I don't know. Um. And also, I just kind of thought when they would have those moments and they would just talk in between rounds, like I didn't exactly find the dialogue between them very interesting it was just kind of boring like oh let's plan our honeymoon type stuff and then it did get a little bit more weird there whenever like she started guessing how she remembered him but ultimately throughout the runtime i didn't really find most of those interactions that interesting okay so that's it for my bad 
I think that for me the bad is that um, the writing is a little bit, as we like to say on the show, fart smelly. Okay. Uh, because it feels very much like if it was a bigger budget movie that it would be like Oscar bait. Uh, but because it's lower budget, it makes me think of when I was in drama club in high school and we would go to competitions and then occasionally like one of the schools would just have a two-person drama club and they'd just do a vehicle for two actors and two actors only to show off their acting skills uh, and get yeah. awards. That's what this felt like. I can see that. It has a lot of things that it wants to say, but it doesn't really have the nuance to do that. And I think that's a little bit of what you were getting at. Like, why should we care about the player? Because we get a lot of hints to her background, but we don't actually get a full, solid understanding of what her background is other than she's experienced abuse. But we don't know what the circumstances were around that. And I think that the, it would be a little bit more like pronounced to know where she's coming from. Other than just a bunch of wild accusations from this man. Yeah. Um, sorry to like pitch in on that. We both thought of Would You Rather whenever we were watching this movie. And I can't help but think about Brittany Snow's character. And like I know what she's fighting for there because she has her yeah. brother who's dying and he needs to get on the wait list for like the yeah. organ transplant. Yeah. So that makes me care for her. That makes me want her to succeed. And with this right here, it's just like I like it's very loose and it's very vague. And I guess that can work, but I don't really feel like it works well. Yeah, like they make some comments like she makes some comments where like, of course, my drug screen came back clean. And then he throws out accusations that she like turns tricks to get money for more drugs. But then she doesn't take the oxy and it's like well, I need to know, like, is this a story where she got clean or where he's just making a lot of assumptions that because she is a single mother that clearly, that's desperate for money, that clearly she's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to know a little bit more. I think it's good to have some mystery there, but it either needs to be more nuanced to make you actually question what's real and what's not, or it needs to definitively say, no, this is what her background is, and he's making a bunch of assumptions. Yeah. I think we need it to go a little bit more one way or the other. And same thing with other, like, the metaphor for an abusive relationship starts getting really heavy-handed, and then the movie lasts just a little bit too long, and it starts beating you over the head with it. Yeah, I am kind of shocked at the runtime for this movie. It's almost two hours long. It didn't need to... Like, that last round last, it was, like, <laughs> 25 minutes long, and it's yeah. fucking... And that's the other thing, too, is that this last round, it isn't fair because it's just a game of chance. It's, it's Russian roulette. It's Russian roulette. You know what? Honestly, that should have been the first round. Yeah, but the thing is, I always enjoy a good round of Russian roulette. And But do you enjoy 21 rounds of Russian roulette <laughs> where in no. between each round the guy says, maybe this is all real, maybe it's not? Well, see, the thing is, I know it's, it's, she's not going to die from this. That would be one of the most, like, flat endings. Yeah, well, and at that point, like, you're not necessarily rooting for her to win. You're just rooting for him not to. And I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I won't lie, though. I did appreciate the tension with those scenes. I feel like that was like a whole tense moment there with that. But my problem with it is that it happens multiple times. Yeah. It, he never says anything different. It needed to be edited down some. Yeah. And I guess like also another thing that I didn't write down here that I was thinking, I, I didn't exactly find the traps that they had here or the games very inventive. 
Like Russian roulette for the final round. That seems like kind of lame. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you're right. Like that should have been I will in say the though, normal game. I do appreciate the bit of lore building that because this is a well known game, she knew that Russian roulette was part of it and practiced for it. I do think that that was a really nice. Touch. That was cool. I, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. That was pretty cool. Uh, okay, ugly. All right, I chose to write a quote from my ugly. Okay. <laughs> I kissed your boo-boo. That's when it goes really weird. That's our introduction into this movie getting into weird territory. And it is a bit of a weird dynamic that starts to form between the two of them here. Before it becomes an overly unsubtle abusive relationship metaphor at first, and you can vouch for this, I said, is this like meant to be some sort of like dom sub (laughs) metaphor like in the vein of like what is it 50 shades of gray that doesn't necessarily portray that super well yeah it kind of gets weird like that yeah because like it's just him hurting her and then making her agree that she's doing this for him and i expected to reveal at some point that like he only gets money if he hosts the winner or something that's what i thought was going to happen too yeah like it doesn't happen like it's just so ambiguous yeah What's your ugly? Uh, my ugly, I guess, really is like the like incelly way he talks to her, especially at the end. Where yeah, oh, uh, I got another quote here. Um, let's see. You know, with a little effort, you could be attractive. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it. It's straight. Like a lot of this stuff is straight from like the Red Pill subreddit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it, there are men who actually really think and believe and speak this way, and so that's really, like, ugly. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Okay, and absurd moments. Um, <laughs> I just have, when she smacks herself a lot. Because, <laughs> like, he's trying to, she's trying to make a point to him. She's like, oh, like, after all this, you think that you can hurt me? And then she starts giving herself the weakest fucking slaps. Her face does get kind of red, though. It could be makeup, but like watching her slap herself, it was just so weak. I'm like, well, you're not really, there's no heart in this right here. You're not really <laughs> wanting to hurt yourself. <laughs> However, it is effective because he's like, wait, stop, stop. I'm supposed to be doing that. Yeah, I'm supposed to be hitting you. Jesus. <laughs> um, I guess my absurd is uh, her swallowing the bullet. Oh, yeah. How the <laughs> fuck does she do that? She would choke on that shit, right? I don't know. That would be tough. That's like swallowing a sword. I don't think bullets are sharp. No, but they're big. That that bullet was pretty big. Yeah, but also here's the thing: like that oxy that was in her pocket. The oxy that was in her pocket was definitely not an actual oxy. That was a vitamin. Because um, <laughs> it looked like my multivitamin that like, I take every night. Look, man, we blew our budget on this room and this table. So like, oxy's are a lot smaller. They're more like that. And I'm not saying this because like I casually do prescription drugs. I'm saying this because I've had multiple surgeries, and that's what they like to prescribe for the well, pain afterwards. You know, it could also play into the movie because it could have been him fucking with her, saying, "Hey, this is for your pain. Take it." And mm. if she would have taken it, it could have been something that really would have fucked with her. Yeah. It could have been. Who knows? It is possible. Uh, okay, so now it's time for us to rate. Okay. Um, I guess it's my turn to start, right? Yes. Okay. As you have been with uh, the past few categories. I think that... I think the IMDb seems about right for this one. I would give it like a four... A four. 
A four. Four even. I think I'm gonna give mine a five even. Okay. So it's a four point five starting average, and for me, it's because I like the premise. I think it's well acted, and I don't think it's necessarily super poorly written, but it definitely feels like an earlier work in a career where the person hasn't like learned to fully edit themselves down. Yeah. And they're ambitious with their writing, trying to tackle tough subjects and maybe just getting a little bit overly ambitious with it. Yeah, yeah, it could be a little bit of that. And I th- from what I gathered, he does have like his own I- independent filmmaking studio, oh, so really? that might be part of it. Um, and like I said, this movie did win awards. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. I just think that it... It could have been more. Yeah. Like, it had the recipe for it to be a really interesting and great movie, but I think it, yeah, like, it's just, it just kind of stays there in the mid. And it's one of those that uh, we've had on this show before where, like, I'm not fully settled on how I feel about it. I've been thinking about it since we watched it last night, Mm -hmm. going back and forth on it, trying to decide how I feel about it, and maybe, like, once we've talked about it, I'll feel differently. Okay. Well, let's do it. All right. Let's see what happens. All right. So... We open the movie with the game master asking if she's ready to play, and then he begins reviewing the rules with her. Yeah, basically, this is a game. It's illegal. She is one of 20 participants in a undisclosed location similar to this, is being broadcast through a clearinghouse that also wagers, uh, that also brokers waged bets on the contestants. Um, they... We'll have to go through five rounds, five preliminary rounds, and then the finalist round. Once you're in the finalist round, you are locked in and you cannot leave. The winner will get $1 million deposited directly into their bank account. Yep. So that's all the setup that we have for Mm -hmm. this movie. Pretty simple. I am okay with that so far. I'm okay with it starting off right here and us trying to figure out who she is as we go through this. Although, as we said, we don't really get much of that. But Well, I think right here, too, she's like, do I know you from somewhere? Because she can kind of pick that there's something familiar about this dude. I was really hoping that we were going to get kind of like a cube scenario or something where this is like not just like a game she voluntarily signed up for, but like it's a thing she was specifically selected for. Mm. Like oh, maybe she was like the the he was the child's father or something. And this was like a a retribution against her for... Like she had, him or something. Yeah, she had some kind of past experience. Yeah, but like her brain got scrambled and whatever the process was to get her there and she was fed false memories. I was really hoping we were going to get something like that and then we we're going to have like a mixture of Would You Rather and Cube going on. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I Yeah, unfortunately we don't get that. <laughs> Instead, we see him plump a big candle in the middle of the table mm-hmm. and uh, the first round is about to start and this one's pretty easy. You just light the candle and hold your hand over it. Before that, she points to the cameras and says, so I know they can see me, but they can hear me. But can they hear me? And he says, no, all of your secrets are safe. And she goes, well, I'm pretty much an open book. As we will find out, this is not true because <laughs> the book is unwritten as far as the script is concerned. Yes. However, um, I don't believe for one second that they don't get audio feed. No, I don't either. I guarantee you that was him lying to her there. Yeah. And I think that it is specifically part of it that they, whoever the game master is for each person is instructed to fuck with them in some way shape or form and he chose this way because he's actually a psychologically abusive incel monster okay you know actually though now that i'm thinking about it watching this movie over 
like if you were to do a second watch, it really, really changes things because of what we know at the end of this. Could there even be other people playing there? Because that is a question that is posed later on down the line. Mm -hmm. I think that he could be lying from the start here. Yeah. It could just be her right here doing this alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So round one starts, uh, and we just uh, we just see her sweating and crying and just like grasping onto the table, grasping onto her arm. I will say this right here. Uh, I don't really make movies, <clears throat> but I could very easily spot the camera tricks that they were using to make this work. Like the candle was definitely put like further up on the table, and like her hand is just like beside it. Yeah, and uh, you know, just like little things like that. Like I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny to be able to notice that. But you can see, like when she does hold her hand over the candle, that it's actually burning a hole yeah. in her skin. Yeah, that is gross. pretty sick. I wish we had known how long this lasted because we do hear him like encouraging her, reminding her to breathe, and then he like you know, it's the first three that drop out are the three that are eliminated, and he finally was like, and that's the third one. I wish we had like seen a running timer or something so we knew how long it was going. That actually would have been really great for all of the games here because they go on for like a not, it's undistinguished an amount of time between all this stuff. Like if you would have had like a timer there, that way you could tell. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. I think that the two that are probably the most, the least ambivalent about the time is the foot, the screw foot one. Yeah. And then the knuckle one, because we get an idea of how quickly those rounds go. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so she, she makes it to the next round, and he has some first aid. He's ready to go. He's like, we're going to go ahead, and we are going to bandage you up. The amount of times that I write, and Game Master provides first aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so many times, because that's what happens after every I didn't even round. bother distinguishing them between Game Master and Player. I just wrote pronouns. Okay, well, I was paying attention to the subtitles because, like, it just referred to him as Game Master. That was the too much to write. He is so many fewer letters than oh, Game Master. Well, uh, eventually, I <laughs> shortened it to GM, General Motor, General so. Manager. <laughs> okay, yeah, either. Okay, so in between rounds here, we get a little bit of dialogue. She asks him how many times he's done this before. He's done 14 games in the past. None of his people have ever won. But he has seen two men and three women blow their brains out, and he has never played it from her side. No. He does say that this game changes you, and then yeah. it's time for round two. Mm -hmm. They bring in a box, and we know it's bad, and I think this... I think this is kind of a well-done thing because it's very obvious it's meant for a body part. We find out it's the bare right foot has to go into it, mm -hmm. and there's a barrier. And then we hear some shuffling around in the box. And I think this is a good um, litmus test, if you will, for the audience of like what their immediate terrified reaction is because uh, i yeah. shouted before i could stop myself that's scorpion I, I noticed that i was like oh she's definitely projecting her worst yep. fear into this thing here that is the one that like i would be like i'm out i can't do it See, i don't know why i have such a fear of scorpions i have never seen one in the wild in my life because i live in kentucky but i am so afraid of scorpions <laughs> i didn't necessarily go with that because like for me the worst thing in there would have been spiders but my mind went to raccoon because, <laughs> <laughs> because that would be a baby raccoon. It, let me explain. Okay. The box that they brought in there oh, looks a lot like, like a, a trap. trap. Yeah. yeah. It looks, and 
being from where I'm from, I've seen those around my yard a lot. I've seen us trap a raccoon on top of our house and one of yeah, these things. Yeah, it through our roof. Yeah, and that was fun. It, it looks it just looks like a raccoon's home. So, but yeah, it would be a very because I didn't realize until after he lifts the lid, like the little wall that's separating mm-hmm. them. It's like, oh yeah, it's like half of that would have had to have been the raccoon. Yeah, <laughs> that does not work. Yeah, um, and he keeps trying to say that it's something different each time. You get the sense that he's not allowed to say what it is, and she's ready to walk out, and he says, are you afraid of rats? Yeah, rats aren't exactly a good option for this either. Yeah, and I thought that they were going to, like, I don't know, maybe up the ante a little bit, have, like, the heat going, you know, classic. Kind of like the collector, when he yeah. lit the glass jar. Yeah, that, or, like, shake it or, like, kick the box real quick, get them worked up. Or, you know, I'm I'm going to go there even in uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, even in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, too, like, is a rat's natural reaction when it sees a foot to take a bite? Maybe. I Maybe don't know. Maybe it gets curious. Like, I know that, like, that's been a thing in the past, but I think that, like, it would take some time for the rat to get to that point. Maybe. It, maybe it gets, like, curious because also she's been sweating from the candle thing. She's nervous. Mm. Maybe the rat's interested in what those smells taste like <laughs> maybe i guess maybe. uh so she he ends up talking her into it and she does it and uh one person drops out before she even before they even remove the barrier yeah that person also asked uh so do you like rats and that person's like no nope. absolutely like, okay. not no let's go yeah it would be like if he was like are you afraid of scorpions i'd be like yep yep bye <laughs> I will leave here with a burn on my hand, which is no worse than something I would do to myself while crafting anyway. <laughs> yeah, you've done this to yourself so many times. In yeah, the past, I've got yeah. a hole in the side of my hand from Scarefest. Yeah, from all your glue gun shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't be allowed the high-powered glue guns. No, you should idea. No. Um, okay, so she puts her foot in the box. And, and this is where things start getting a little bit weird because he says, do it for me, do it for me, repeat it. And she's like, do it for you, do it for you. It's weird. Yeah, it gets it gets a little bit weird there. It but gets like, weird so quickly. I thought that that was just a way for him to encourage her. I didn't really think that it truly meant for him, but... I thought maybe it was like she was just stressed and misunderstanding that she was supposed to be saying, do it for me, do it for me, or do it for you and you being her daughter. Because they'd already talked about having kids. He's That's got true, a son, yeah. she's got a daughter. I, I don't know. But yeah. no, like he actually means. No, for me. Please, yeah, for yeah. him. But she does. She wins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and he hugs her and she's crying and he wraps up her foot and kisses it and said, <laughs> I kissed your boo-boo. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so fucking weird. He gives it like a. And, and also the amount of damage that these rats did to her foot. It seems it very minimal. Yeah. Like a, maybe like a tiny nibble. Yeah, there were a couple of bites, and I'm sure they didn't feel good, and I'm very concerned about, like, bubonic plague and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's not a lot of damage. Like, she got lucky for that one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's in between rounds again. We get some more a little dialogue to kind of, I guess, figure out what the fuck is happening between these two people. Yeah, he um She swears says, she knows him again. Yeah, and then he asks, he's like, well, you said that you want to give this money to your daughter, but what are you going to do for yourself? And she was like, well, you know, just, you know, provide for my daughter. That's all I care about. And he goes, well, how about you take a vacation with her and perhaps her father? And she goes, no, but thanks for reminding me of that asshole. He goes, well, what about a nice man? And she was like... Why is it that everybody thinks a woman needs a man to be happy? Thank you. Thank you. Well, he, he's like, <laughs> And then he's like, but what about me, though? Do you believe in a thing called love? 
just listen to the rhythm of your heart. Exactly. There is a chance we it's can like, make Whoa, it I think I got a song here. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to write that song. <laughs> this is like a prequel. This is like a, one of yeah. those biopics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Elton John's and movie. And we are sued by the darkness. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, round three. Uh, there's like not oh, much no, meaning. Oh, no, you forgot where he proposed to her. Does that happen here? Yes, because he says something about okay. like, and she's like, oh, and then we'll go back to our house. He goes, well, only if we're married. And she, he's like, I don't do that cohabitation shit. I fully expected him to be like, that's only for sluts who fuck before marriage. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, this movie got weird. And like, it's just like, okay, whatever. What, what the fuck is happening here? You're planning your lives together now. Is this real? Are you guys really doing this? Or is this a way to distract her? It, yeah, and like here's where I think it is like well acted because you do have that hint of like is this just like playful banter to distract her from the pain she's in or are you actually like trying to be dominant over her? Yeah, and the longer this goes, the more it feels like he's just doing it to actually fuck with her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, round three is for the left foot. Oof. It goes in this box with screws. There's a drill. This we one figure is out for Yeah. This one, um she's and here's the thing. Her foot bleeds so much during this that I'm even more convinced that the rat didn't do much damage because there was almost no blood on her right foot. Yeah. All of the blood comes out of her left foot. Well, so, uh, yeah, it's like they hit a fucking artery in there, like in her toe or some shit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, so there's like seven or eight screws or something at the top of this box. She's got to like lock her foot in, and then he's responsible for screwing the screws down. So um, he says that this is one he hasn't done before. Um, she asks if she should sit or stand during this, and he says it's up to you. And we were both like, obviously Sit. sit. Like, let your muscles relax as much as possible to, like, reduce the amount of pain you're going to go through. So, I this one right here, I feel like you could have changed this one to be more fucked up. Because with the power drill, yeah, that's going to hurt. But I feel like it would have been worse if you would have had to have done it by hand. Oh, Screw that in yeah, there. just, like, have a Phillips head. And you're just yeah, like, <laughs> just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, oh, shit, I stripped it. <laughs> 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 where's the rubber band i Here, read somewhere online that this works don't let me i'll just oh it's a nail nail i'll make it a hammer like <laughs> give me a hammer and it just starts nailing it <laughs> it could have gotten more fucked up you know what i mean if you would have done that well like and i wish that maybe this had gone for more rounds than there were screws so part of it was like unscrewing and then re-screwing yeah like <laughs> yeah there were ways to make this even more like Ooh. that guy could have even gotten a little bit more fucked up with it too because he could have just like taken one of the screws and just go in and out in and out. he's like hey this is like <laughs> us when we're gonna be on our honeymoon yep. later am i right <laughs> huh? Huh? yeah <laughs> yeah so Turn one, he apologizes. She bleeds through the box. Turn two, she stands up and he's like, do it for me. Turn three, she gets woozy. And then she eventually comes to with him saying player three has quit. All of the screws are in her foot. Yeah, this, it, um, I got confused here because we get like a little bit of a flashback, I guess. I don't know. I think she's just getting kind of woozy. Yeah, she passes out or something and she has this vision of her daughter. Honestly, though, I think that should disqualify you. Yeah, I thought so too, right? Like if you pass out. That shouldn't count. No, it shouldn't. No, she, she's not really experiencing it. She yeah. just wakes up and sees, oh, shit, you get, you've pretty much done them like, all on my foot now. And if I was one of the wealthy clientele watching this live stream that had bet against her, I'd be like, um, excuse me. Excuse me. 
Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yep, not fair. Not yeah. fair. She's cheating. So he does his normal first aid, and uh, she says sure to his proposal, and he kisses her. And when he kisses her, he slips her in oxy, not through her mouth, but hand to hand. That would have been smooth if he would have done it with the mouth. And it would have explained the kiss. Like, he could have found a way to slip the pill to her, like, hand to hand some other way. It's so funny, yeah, because, like, he's like, we got to do this to be secret. So he could have done that. And then he's like, okay, here you go. And then just, like, hits it to her out in the open in front of the camera. So they start talking about their honeymoon and where they live. He wants to live in the city, but she wants to live in the country with lots of horses. And, and he's like, uh, horses? Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to shovel shit. And, but he eventually gives in. And she's like, wow, you're such a pushover. So you're just going to live off my money? And he gets so mad, such tiny pee-pee energy, mm-hmm. like immediately. He's like, I can do things. Yeah. So do, much money. Do you see what job I'm doing right now? Yeah. This isn't This isn't cheap. This isn't cheap labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then um, he says that the game runners are kind of like behavioral researchers. And then he says that she should be thankful for this opportunity, you know, because she could just be in some crack house sucking dick for another hit. Whoa. Yeah, my note here is that uh, it gets aggressively personal here because uh, we I, don't even really ramp it up that much. Like no. it, we see him get butt hurt, small PP energy. I think we could have been fine leaving it at that with that round and then maybe escalate to the low blows like that. Yeah, later, later. Yeah, yeah. like you're jumping ahead. That's on the next page of the script. Don't like, well, it's a low budget, man. Like I can't refilm (laughs) this shit. (laughs) So round four is where we go fully. Would you rather? Oh, yes. Because there's a tank of water and he's going to be holding her head under. She has a bullet to drop when she wants to be lifted up. Do we Um, even see her put this in her mouth? No, we don't. Because like it's like a magic trick. Yeah, it's a very very slick. So basically, what happens is she takes her deep breath, she goes under, um, and she starts flashing back to her daughter, and maybe her daughter drowned. Is her daughter actually alive? I I don't know. Th- okay, this uh, this is a, this would have been a good way to provide some like context for the situation yeah, here. Like but when really, she's saying, like oh my daughter was taken away, like she was like. Oh, the universe took your daughter away. Like, she I, drowned. This I is don't... why you've got nothing to lose. Okay, let's, let's just... Okay, so this is what happens in her flashback. She's standing by a body of water. She turns around. Her daughter's there. She turns back around. Her daughter is standing in the water. She turns around, turns back around. Her daughter has vanished. So and she now goes, she's standing in the water. Yeah, she's in the water. So she's digging for her daughter in the water, and then she pulls up what she thinks might be her daughter, but instead it's a bull of it. And so we think that she's about to drop the bullet back in the game, but then we cut to her hand in the game and it's empty. And she is once again passed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like pulling her out. He's like, man, I thought you died. And she's like, oh, I swallowed it so I couldn't drop it. We're like, when? When did you do this? But that makes me think too. Did he pull her out because he thought she died or did he pull her out because he like got word that the game was... Over the round was over. We never hear. We never hear. Right, yeah. I guess we're we'll... just left to assume. Oh, also he's like groping her in a weird way the whole oh, time yeah. she's in the tank. We we're not talking about that. Yeah, this, again, he cops a fill. It's like, like a pervier Patrick Swayze in ghosts. Yeah, it kinda is. And so. that's a that's a notoriously like steamy scene. <laughs> and I guess in his mind he's playing out ghosts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause she's dead now. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, this is where he starts nagging her and saying that she she could be pretty with a little bit of effort and then tells her that she should thank him for the compliment. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. 
Um, and then he asked her about her dating history, and I think she's fucking with him in this moment. She totally is. Because she's like, oh, do you want to know how many boyfriends I have had or how many men I've fucked? Because it's been a while, and oftentimes I didn't even know their name. She's very like, um, oh, God, that actress who's also in Night of the Demons, but she's in Sleepaway Camp 3, and she's uh, like, they're yeah, yeah. afraid, well, yeah. fuck. Exactly. It's yeah. very that energy. Uh, <laughs> Arab. That's her name in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, that's her name in Sleepaway Camp. I'm trying to remember the actress's name. I can't name. remember. <sighs> no. Okay. Uh, so he reaches over and gropes her, and she pushes him off, and he slaps her and says that uh, she made him do it because we are, have fully lost the plot on subtlety at this point. We are just going to fully say out loud um, that a lot of abusive men and bystanders in the world say that women are asking for the abuse when it happens, which they're not. To be clear, I don't think that's what they're advocating for in this no. movie. They're just saying that that's a line that gets thrown at abused women a lot and how he keeps saying, like, you can leave any time. The door is there. You're allowed out. But what we've neglected to mention is that every time she has started to walk towards the door, he convinces her to stay. Like, uh, uh, and he, uh. like, you know, is, like, dangling her child in front of her, like, oh, I thought you were doing this for your child, which is a big thing that happens to, like, women in abused relationships because maybe they don't have access to their own finances. So how are they going to support themselves and a child out there? Yeah. Um, it's it's a very complex, nuanced thing. And this movie just doesn't have the bandwidth to try and properly address that. Yeah. It, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's going for, like, a good point. I just think it's, like... It's a first attempt. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's not how it feels. It, okay, yeah. It, it's getting weirdly deep for this movie that should be kind of more surface level. Or if you're going to get deep, dive into it a little bit deeper. But whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying when I meant like earlier that it needed to either be way more subtle or way less subtle. Yeah. Okay, so he starts to give her hints about what the next round's going to be. Um, basically, he's like, yeah. So uh, are you right hand or left hand dominant? Because you're going to be chopping off your mm -hmm. non-dominant hand's fingers. Yep. She's got to cut through the knuckles. Um, and he's like, after this, you're just, you're going to be a maimed freak. Yeah, Ooh. nobody's going to want you. That's Most, rough. Some that countries, rough. people, yeah, people just think of you as like damaged goods if you just, you know, are missing a finger. I'm going to be honest, too. I've known multiple people who are missing whole or parts of their fingers, and I have never noticed until they've pointed it out to me. Yeah. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But she's about to cut off all of her fingers. I mean, it is traumatic for the person that it happens to a lot of times, but it's not a thing that, like, people are like, ah! Yeah, yeah but you notice right away. <laughs> uh, okay, so she opens up the little bag because, like, they also presented a bag in between this. Yep. and she's uh, a tourniquet. Yeah, a, a tourniquet. It's just a string. <laughs> yeah. A little tiny tourniquet it's for your be fingers. It's a tourniquet, yeah. Yeah, I know, but, like, it's just funny. It's what just, is like, a, a little... tourniquet besides a string? In most cases, a belt. A lot of people use belts for tourniquets. I mean, they use like the little rubber stretchy things when you give blood. Yeah. So there's there's sure. a lot of options for a tourniquet. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a tourniquet, but I like that it's just a little string. It's, <laughs> just, it's just so like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it could be weak, but whatever. It's not important. No, it's like a, it's like a it's, leather boot lace. It's not important. This is such <laughs> a minor detail that we're focusing on here. Okay. So round five. All right, so we don't get to see her cut most of her fingers off. We just, because like we get the little title cards of the rounds and then it flashes to the challenge 
And by the time we flash back to the challenge, she's already cut off three of her fingers at this point. Yeah, except she hasn't gone down all the way to like the actual like bottom knuckle. She does the top knuckle where the fingernail is. Which is smart. And then she does the middle knuckle. Mm-hmm. And she does that for her pinky ring finger and middle finger. And because we're about to go to round seven and she is ready to just drop out and she starts to walk out and he's like, wait, our third person has just dropped out. And this is where I started getting suspicious that maybe Maybe there are no other players because exactly. it's very convenient that the second she's about to leave, he tells her that she made it. God, I do like that this movie fucks with you in that regard there yeah. because I am just like questioning. Like This feels way too... Convenient. Exactly, yes. Um, and then she's like, well, I still have to go and pee. So she goes to the bathroom and she takes a minute and cries and looks <laughs> at the half-heart necklace that she shares with her daughter. I don't believe that they would let her go pee like this. No, I like, feel like they'd fully have a bucket in the corner. I feel like they would make her embarrass herself and pee on herself. Yeah. I, you know, the whole thing of this is just to degrade her, so why let her go to the bathroom? But whatever, she does. So she comes back, she sits down, he's like, I knew you'd make it this far because you're damaged. <laughs> and she's like, I knew, I know where I recognized you. And then she starts listing all of the abusive men she's seen in her life. And she's like, you're just like them. I was confused because when she was doing this, I was like, oh, you were my ex-husband. And no. I'm like, what? No, she was saying <laughs> that like he acts just like all yeah. of these other shitty men she's seen and been around. I get it now, but like it was just weird to me. But I wonder if there actually is like a connection between them. I don't know. Um, and he has a very insult response saying, oh, women have it so easy because they can just shake their tits and get whatever they want. And that's such a dumb, dumb thing. That's not true. It's not accurate. <laughs> um, and that's that's the thing that a man with an inferiority complex thinks is true. Well, he follows it up with something even more profound. And he's like, can I keep your fingers? Because he's just got like <laughs> a jar of fingers. And he's like, well, you can shake your tits around. Can I shake your fingers around? Like, maybe they'll give me some of that magic. And she's like, you're not going to use them anyways, right? Which I guess she probably wouldn't be able to attach them after that amount of time. And they're not on ice. But like. But maybe. But maybe. She's going to have a million dollars. Exactly. You know, you could have like a, a good finger doctor out there. Who knows? Um, he slaps her. And then she's like, oh, well, you can't hurt me. Have you seen what I've gone through today? And then she slaps herself. So um, And then I want to bring up this point. Because you said maybe the redness on her face is just from the makeup. I want to point out that um, they try and make it look as though she is just like sweaty and gross and all of that. And they don't get a very good shade match for her lipstick because it's just a little bit too pink to be her natural lip color. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. very distracting to me. Those are, uh, it's <laughs> times like this that I'm thankful that I can't pick up on that type of shit. <laughs> I'm just now learning about wigs. <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's like how, you know, three years ago, you probably wouldn't have picked up on that camera trick of like where they had the candle a little yeah. bit farther away from her hand. I guess. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we're now into the final round. Yeah. There's only five people left. Yes. Well, yeah. So there's five. five people left counting her. Four will be eliminated in as many rounds as it takes. If she tries to leave, she will be shot. Mm-hmm. And it's just a gun on the table and mm-hmm. a single bullet. So you know what that means. So one is eliminated on turn one. Turn two, he shouts bang and startles her. One more is down. So it's just her and two more people. Uh, she reveals that she practiced Russian roulette, which I 
think it's so funny because the whole thing with Russian roulette is it's mostly a game of chance, but like she actually practiced. What does that even mean, practice? Like, is because like when she was saying, it's like, is there a way to like influence where the bullet is going to be or something? Like, I I, and she's not even the one loading it. Really, a lot of it is just going to be like gravity. Yeah, it's just chance. Yeah. Yeah. and the odds generally are in your favor. Oh well, yeah, for it. it's um, a it's a one to four chance of uh, getting it. But then it's even more than that because the bullet's going to weigh down the chamber, so it's even less likely to wind up right there, ready really? to go. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe, maybe not. I don't no, know. That might be a thing I read online that's actually bullshit. I'm not willing <laughs> to test it out myself to no, try. Absolutely. Not. I will say though. I mean, again, like. Russian roulette is a lot of uh, fun to watch in a movie like this because like, I know she's going to make it, but it's still really tense seeing her do this. Well, and then some <laughs> movies will just like throw one at you and kill the protagonist and you're like, just right whoa. There. Well, at this time, it's about like, well, we are kind of getting close to the end of the movie. Maybe she will just die here. I don't Except know. Except we're not. There's still like half an hour left of this <laughs> yeah. movie at this point. Yeah. Um, she reveals when she practiced that the lowest number of turns was three and the highest number was 29. So she's feeling okay enough. Except we get to turn three. She survives. And uh, she asks him why he doesn't take a turn. He's like, I don't have to. I don't have to play. Good um, answer. And he tells her no one's eliminated. Turn four. No one eliminated. Oh, but that one right there is the one where he just kept fucking with her. That was good psychological torture right there because yeah. he's like, yeah, this is uh, this is the one I can feel it. And then like when he's passing the gun to her, he makes her hold on to him. Like, do you feel that? This mm-hmm. is the one. This is it. And like, yeah, God, I did like that right there because he just fucked with her hard. And you could tell like it kind of got her, <clears throat> excuse me, to doubt herself a little bit there or like think that maybe she's going to die here. But uh, no, she wins. Turns 5 through 17, she survived. So did these potential other players. Um, He says that her daughter would be better off without her. And she said, no, my daughter needs me. She needs to see what true love is. And she needs to know that she deserves it. Then he says, there's change rules. Because y'all are surviving too good. Uh, So we're going to have two bullets in there. And she goes, that's not fair. And then he's like, you know what? Um, When you die, I'm going to go find your daughter. Oh, God, yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Yep. So it's her turn again, and she does it. And guess what? She survives. Mm-hmm. One player was eliminated that time, though. Yep. And he points out that he could have been lying this whole time. Oh God, yeah. She could have already won. Maybe she's the bet. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It is you and one other player. Come on, let's go. Um, and she asks him to prove it, and um, she almost doesn't take her turn. But then she does. She survives. And he says, they've told me that if you fail to comply again, that I have to shoot you immediately. And he uh, reveals he's got his own gun. And he's like, oh, and by the way, we're upping the ante even more. And there's a third bullet going mm-hmm. in there now. And she says, I think the bet now is who is going to walk out. And she points the gun at him. He tries to say that there's blanks in there. The bet is just on how many rounds she'll go before she gives up. But she shoots him. He runs, he drops his gun, so she goes to grab his gun and she's shooting at the security guards. She ends up shooting both of them. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I just can't believe that she didn't just like click the gun over and over and over again. He's like, well, if you, if one of them's like a blank, then I'm gonna be able to make it out of this thing. And then she presses it one time and doesn't do anything else. So it gives him the time to flip the table and run yeah. away. Like, I don't know, this guy should be dead. He should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. He was hiding in the corner of the room, so he jumps out and tackles her. They fight. She ends up hitting him with her jar of fingies, and oh, it yeah. cuts his neck, and he's like, please, I have a son. And she's like, he's better off without you. And she goes over to where he dropped his little earpiece, and she puts it in. Ew. Uh, <laughs> like, look, I know that she's been through way grosser things, but I... I hate the thought of sharing earwax with somebody. Yeah, whatever. Dude, yeah, she's cut off her fingers, man. She just slapped a dude with her dislocated <laughs> fingers. I think she's okay here. And this is so fucking stupid because she just puts it on and then you just hear in the most generic voice, you, you win. win. You win. <laughs> like, it's like, it sounded like stock audio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. Like, it fucking cuts yeah. the black there and it's like, okay, that's the end. She wins. Does she, like, is she really going to be able to walk away without security? And I thought maybe, like, the twist was going to be, like, now she has to be one of the game masters or something. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she gets her money in installments. We don't even know if she wins money. Like, yeah. it could have just been, it could have, it could have been just playing an audio loop in his earpiece, like, the entire time he's just hearing, you win, you, you win, win, yeah. you win. <laughs> it's like, that's like an extra little bit of fucking with her after the fact. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the movie. Okay. I do think it was, I still think it was very well acted. Yeah. I think they, they held my attention pretty well. I do think that they, the script could have been tweaked to be a little bit more engaging. You know what I mean? It's got those moments where it like has you going like, but what's real and what isn't? And I wish that we had a little bit more of that. I do like that. But I also, I feel like... um talking about it afterwards, it made me appreciate the ambiguity of it a little bit more because I still don't know what all happened. And reviewing the events earlier on in the movie, I'm like, well, shit, like maybe none of this ever mattered at all. Like I still don't know. And that is kind of scary to think about. Yeah. Okay. I'll bump it. I'll, I'll bump it up to five. I think it's a pretty much like right there in the middle type movie right there. And I was actually thinking I was going to bump it up to six. Okay, nice. Um, what do you think was Scout's favorite part? I think Scout's favorite part was the candle part because it kept her warm. Like she would hover over a candle fire if she could. Okay. She's done that before. She's burnt her fur. That's true. <laughs> by being she on has burnt her fur a stove. On, on a stovetop burner before. That is true. But I am afraid to tell you that obviously her favorite part was the water tank. Because she could get in the water. Yeah. I don't think she likes the drowning part though. Yeah, but she likes swimming. <laughs> I think she would I think she would just like be bobbing around. There's a lot of moments. And then and he would like go and try and like dunk her in and she would just like headbutt him like for pets. She's Jessie, like, I'm getting pet and I'm swimming. What if this movie was written by a cat? Because there are so many you know things what? about this movie. Okay. The box. She would have been in the box. Oh my god, she would have been in the box. And then, except it would have been a clear box, so you could see her. So then she'd go up and she'd sniff your foot exactly. and make a disgusted face and hurt your feelings. That's the test. That's the torture. <laughs> it would just hurt you. It would hurt you emotionally. The fire, that, the water. <laughs> Man. You know what? I think you're onto something. Is Bob Giordano a cat? It could be. Could be. Could be. That's <laughs> another layer to this mystery that I'm afraid we will never know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Can we skip the who did you relate to? Because, like, there's, like... Who did... Yeah. We only had two people. Obviously, I hope neither of us is going to pick well, the Game let's, Master. Let's choose the Saw route. 
our route with this right here. Which okay. game here do you think, which of these, let's not count the, the candle, okay? Okay. Let's go with the more fucked up ones, like the drowning or the uh, drilling into the foot or the rat in the box. Um, and obviously Russian roulette's just chance, so that one doesn't count either. But which one of those do you think you would have fared the best in? Mm, I think the screwing. Okay. Because even though it would hurt, like, after you get for, past the initial one or two, it's just kind of like, well, this is just going to keep going and sucking, and you kind of reach into a place of zen in your brain. Yeah, you can and, pass out. Yeah, and also, like, you can see exactly how many it's going to be, whereas with the rats that might potentially be scorpions, you don't see what's going on. Yeah. Um, mm, okay. I think that I could do the foot in the box one with the rats because I don't know if I've got a lot of wiggle room in there, but I can kind of fight back with the rats if I need to. I can kick them around, you know. Plus, you have an advantage as a man because you've got, like, hairier feet. That's true. Um, So the rat might think your foot is one of them. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for making me feel great about my hairy feet. Yeah, I guess they are rat-like, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it I just win because I get to blend in I just blend in with the rest of the rats with my foot in there it's just one giant rat it's like the queen rat yeah yeah mama rat I'm embracing it I got rat feet <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right so did you pull uh you got two reviews you have to have here okay good I and bad. went a slightly different route with it oh okay I got I found a review it was written by a um person like a a person whoa it wasn't an IMDb user review. Like, it was a critic review. Okay. Uh, and they kind of, they had good and bad stuff in their review, so I thought it would be good for us to talk about. Okay. So this was actually from a website called Dark Eyes of London, and they were actually doing reviews of several movies available to rent, like, in a brick-and-mortar store. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. I yeah, like so that. Yeah, so it's kind of a nice concept for an article. So yeah. I just... I took a snippet from their odds review because it was a little bit like I, the number of movies they reviewed in this was impressive for them to have as lengthy reviews as they did for each movie. So I'm just going to read a little part of it. Anyone expecting classic over the top torture porn from my description will be disappointed. I was, but not for that reason, as it's a subgenre that does nothing for me. The odds has some wider pronouncements to make about the relationship between men and women and human endurance, with the two main characters signifying an eternal struggle. And while the developing caustic relationship between the player and the game master is well done for much of the film, the problem is that the movie runs out of steam with an extra half hour to go and becomes literally a battle of the sexes. Butler's turn as the slightly older, careworn but defiant heroine of the piece recalls Betty Gilpin's bravura, re- perform- bravura performance in 2020's The Hunt, but where that film was rather sly and subversive about its politics, this movie remains po-faced throughout and therefore very one-dimensional. To paraphrase slightly, the odds was not in my favor. Wow. You know what? That is true. Um, I can get the Betty Gilpin comparison there. Yeah. It does tackle similar type stuff mm-hmm. and uh yeah this one a little bit less gracefully yeah and where she's like very defiant and we don't know a ton about her history yeah. like yeah i can see it it worked for her in that movie i guess yeah i guess it is because of how it's written because i guess you don't really get a lot of background info on any of them in that movie either and i like all of those characters a lot 
especially Betty Goldman's character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that that was kind of, it. when I read that, it really summarized how I felt about the movie, where it had its ups and it had its downs. Yeah. Where I think with like a little bit of finagling, um, it could be incredibly well done. There's a lot of potential in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's just, and 100% agree about it running out of steam. Yeah. Because it just does. And maybe if they had just made that final round shorter. Yeah, right, like... Half the movie doesn't have to be this round of uh, this game of Russian roulette, but really that's all it is. Like it, it didn't have to go that long. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Very well done. So, that was it for this month's to be or not to be. There's one more question, Jesse. Oh, the, the titular, titular question. question: to be or not to be. Would you watch this movie again, Travis? It's you that answers it. It's your pick. Oh, would I watch this again? I probably would watch it again. Okay. Um, and I probably would tell people to check it out because I do think for what it is, it's decently well done. Um, I know we were a little bit harsh on the critique with it, but I think when you have a topic like this, you kind of need to be a little bit a little bit harsh. You know what I mean? It's like that thing from America's Next Time Model, right? Uh, where she's like, I wanted you to win. We were rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were rooting for this movie. The description sold us, and like it has a lot of potential. Yeah. We I wanted it to be well done. I do think it's worth checking out. I do think it's worth watching, I think. I agree. I hate to use this term. It feels very sophomoric. You know sophomoric. what I mean? Like, this is not. Yeah, it's not his first time writing and directing a movie, but I do feel like he hasn't quite reached that level of like artistic subtlety yet. Honestly, I feel like it would be really tough to write a full length movie with just two people in one room. That's a tough challenge, you know. Yeah, but he gets to almost two hours, so he kind of goes over. He overshoots right. the mark. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you know, like you're kind of setting yourself up with a very tough, like a difficult. It's movie. like he didn't know how to end it, so he kept going. Yeah, and you're then right. Yeah. Once he finally like reached an end, he didn't want to edit any of it out. It's like, no, nah, this is all very natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. I guess that reaches the conclusion to this episode then. I guess it does. Mm-hmm. Um, on Thursday of this week, be sure to come back and check out our regularly scheduled episode of ATM. Yeah, Josh Peck. Yeah, first time we've watched it in about 12 years. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane to think yeah. about, right? Yeah. God. So The same amount of time between that and the year 2000 from when it released. Wow, okay. That fucks with you, right? Okay. We weren't even 10 years old. <sighs> Travis. Whoa. <laughs> Josh Peck was still on Drake and Josh back oh my then. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, okay. We got to go over to ATM. Yeah, we got to go record that. Yeah, yeah. So be sure to come check us out. Thanks for tuning in to this week's To Be or Not To Be. Yep. And um, we uh, are also on our social media if you want Mm -hmm. to find us elsewhere. We are on Twitter and Blueski at Least Fave Pod, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast on Instagram and Threads. And we have an email address if you would like to reach out to us that way. It is Least Favorite Scary Movie at gmail.com. And we also have our website, What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie.com. Uh, as always, we want to thank our patrons for helping support the show financially. We've got Joe. Freakatron. As is his name, Amber and Michael. Thank you guys for helping us keep our website running and keeping our equipment up to date. Yep. Uh, if you want to support us in other ways, you don't necessarily have to throw that on that credit card. That's okay. We get it. Times are tough. If you just want to, you know, hit a little five star mm, um, yeah. on whatever you're listening on, maybe if you feel so inclined, you can leave a few kind words. 
Uh, let us know. Let people know about us. Uh, follow us so that way the algorithm's like, hey, people want to know what these people are talking about. Helps a lot. It helps. It makes a bigger difference than you'd think. Yeah. So It really, really does. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Thank Hope you. Hope you guys enjoy this. Hope you guys maybe check this out if you feel so inclined. Yep. <laughs> all, right. all right. We'll see you all later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.